everyone. I'm Debbie Roberts, owner and financial advisor at Property Apprentice. Join us today for the Week in Review, where I'll talk about current events for the everyday investor and home buyer. Our topics for this week, first up from Stuff on the 19th February, here's how flood and cyclone damage has changed Auckland's rental market. Second topic for today is from landlords.co.nz on the 20th of February, house resale profits slump markedly. Third topic from News Hub on 20th of February, economist Brad Olson warns that Cyclone Gabriel will be an inflationary event. Fourth topic from RNZ on the 22nd of February, house prices drop outweighed by mortgage rates rise, CoreLogic. Fifth topic for this week in review from News Hub on the 21st of February, rent hits record high according to the latest Trade Me data. So first topic for this week from staff on the 19th of February, Here's how flood and cyclone damage has changed Auckland's rental market. A rental listing that went up the week after the flooding generated 97 applications and around 350 people attended the viewings. Lauren Mirabito, who owned the Auckland house, was surprised at the amount of interest the property received. Property managers believe that Mirabito's experience illustrated how demand for rental in Auckland soared this year and how recent weather events have also played a part. Property Scouts Director Ryan Weir saw strong demand for furnished and unfurnished rental properties. In one recent viewing, Weir noted that more than half of the attendees were displaced by the floods. He said that there was a shortage of furnished rentals since many of the furnished places were on Airbnb and out of the market. Currently, they represent a small portion of the Auckland rent supply at less than 2%. In addition, pet-friendly rentals are also being sought after, by displaced tenants and owner-occupiers. We are added that now that the market needs to cater to additional demand, this puts pressure on rents, but the effect will likely be temporary. He sees similarities with what happened after the Christchurch earthquakes. Once damaged properties get fixed, they return to the market. The Rental Bureau Managing Director Victoria Hayes said that the market's been bustling and properties rented very quickly. Many displaced people are still waiting for insurance assessments to understand what their long-term situations are before making any decision. Hayes believes that we'll see the full impact of the floods in the next few months. Barfoot and Thompson Director Kerry Barfoot said that before the floods, there were signs that the Auckland market was starting to tighten. There were a number of reasons for this, including students arriving in the city to study and immigrants and international students starting to return. Tourism's also picked up with many owners putting their CBD apartments on Airbnb, which takes them out of a long-term rental pool. Barfoot mentioned that she hasn't seen rents go up much and that the current strong demand is temporary. People will go back to their homes or find other rental properties. Apartment Specialists Director Andrew Murray said the Auckland CBD apartment rental market was badly affected by COVID, but the reopening of the borders was helping it to recover. He noticed that apartments that took three or four weeks to rent in the past are being snapped up in days and interest was high. This has flowed to rent levels and they're currently 10 to 15% higher than they were last year, but still below pre-COVID levels. A majority of the CBD apartment stock appealed to migrants and students, as it didn't appeal to owner-occupiers. Second topic this week from landlords.co.nz on the 20th of February, house resale profits slump markedly. 
CoreLogic's pain and gain report for the fourth quarter of 2022 showed that 4% of properties sold in the final three months were priced less than what their owners originally paid. Chief Property Economist Calvin Davidson said that what's interesting is that most of these properties were only bought and sold within 19 months on average, which signals that interest rates could be starting to cause pain. Short hold periods can be brought on by a change in an owner's financial situation, divorce or death. Apartment owners, who are mainly investors, have lost the most with a median resale loss of $52,750. Davidson said that this has been the highest in a decade, which could create risk. However, it pays to keep an eye on them for the next 6 to 12 months, as they're usually owned by investors who are more financially minded and willing to reorganise their portfolios in a low-yield or high-interest rate environment. The trend was most pronounced in Auckland, with 6.9% of those who resold properties at the end of last year doing so at a loss, which indicates that the people that sold those properties were definitely motivated to sell. Like, I mean, they literally put their houses on the market because they needed to sell. Despite the increase in loss-making sales, Davidson said that most people are still making profits when they sell, although not as much as they were previously. 96% of properties resold in the last three months of 2022 sold at a profit, down by almost 1% compared to the third quarter. Investors made a median profit of $343,500, while owner-occupiers pocketed a median profit of $313,000. The combined median resale gain of $328,000 is down significantly compared to $441,000 in the fourth quarter of 2021, although it still remains high. Davidson says that the reason for this is that hold periods have a direct effect on resale profit. Owner-occupiers are not generally making cash windfalls and their gains are typically put back into their next purchase unless they downsize or move to a more affordable area. Although these are still solid numbers for vendors, the market still favours buyers. If you'd like to learn more about investing in property, join me at one of our free events called How to Succeed with Property Investing in 2023. And I'll give you my perspective as a financial advisor on successful strategies for investing. We hold these events available live, online or in person. Check out propertyapprentice.co.nz for upcoming dates and register today. We don't sell property, so it's all about increasing your knowledge to reduce your risk. And if you'd like to find out more about how we can help you to reach your financial goals, you can book a no-obligation phone call or meeting with my husband, Paul Roberts, via the website also. It's propertyapprentice.co.nz. Third topic for this week in review from News Hub on the 20th of February, economist Brad Olson warns that Cyclone Gabriel will be an inflationary event. Infometrics principal economist Brad Olson warned that inflation might stay higher for longer after the onslaught of Cyclone Gabriel. He explained that prices for many essential goods will remain high and rents could potentially increase given that there's imbalances in rental demand and supply caused by the weather event. In an interview with AM Early, Olson mentioned that while construction inflation is starting to slow, the recent floods might add pressure to that. The same goes for fresh produce, considering the volume of fruit and vegetable supply that was lost. Transport and logistics will also become more expensive as infrastructure damage remains an issue. 
Olsen said it's difficult to put a figure on the cost of the damage, but warned that it will hit the country's budget hard. Businesses might struggle with their operations due to challenges with logistics, as well as workers not being able to work on site. Potential cash flow issues might be seen for the next few weeks. The latest food price index in January showed an increase of 11.3%, which has been the largest jump in more than three decades. On the topic of rebuilding, Olsen explained that finding the resources and manpower, especially builders, plumbers and engineers, will be another challenge. It may take important prioritisation decisions on the part of the central government and the private sector to make sure that resources enter the regions that have been affected by Cyclone Gabriel quickly so that they can recover as quickly as possible. Topic number four from RNZ on the 22nd of February, house prices drop outweighed mortgage rates rise from CoreLogic. The latest CoreLogic housing affordability report showed that recent interest rate rises and mortgage payments are taking a large portion out of household income. However, on a more positive note, getting on the property ladder has become more affordable. Residential properties are currently valued at 7.8 times the average household income, which is lower than the peak of 8.8 times the average income, but also well above the long-term average of 6. CoreLogic New Zealand Chief Property Economist Calvin Davidson explained that falling property values will have lowered debt servicing costs alongside higher incomes, but these are outweighed by the rise in the mortgage rates themselves. The cost of servicing a loan-to-value mortgage or LVR mortgage requiring a 20% deposit would cost more than 53% of the average household income. The amount of time it took to save a deposit was still at 10.4 years, but this is an improvement from the peak of 11.8 years, which was recorded in the first three months of last year. Davidson believes that this measure signals that housing is still unaffordable. In addition, affordability as measured by mortgage repayments as a percentage of income will start to improve as prices continue to drop. I'd add to that comment to say that, you know, you've got to remember that interest rates aren't permanently at the levels that they are now. So if you lock in a purchase price at today's prices, then that mortgage will become even more easier for you to afford to pay as interest rates come back down again. You know, interest rates are cyclical. We're going through a period where interest rates are on the increase, although there's indications that we could be near or at the peak of the interest rate cycle now. So, you know, it might not be too much longer before you'll have to tighten your belts. Um, but yeah. Absolutely, it is hitting people in the pockets at the moment, especially with the high cost of food inflation and everything else. Wellington City surpassed Christchurch as New Zealand's most affordable main centre based on home value to income ratio. Davidson said incomes have been rising in both markets, but Wellington has seen larger falls in house prices, which caused a significant shift in affordability. Out of the, all of the main centres, Tauranga has the longest period of time required to save for a deposit at 13.7 years. Last topic for this week, from News Hub on the 21st of February, rent hits record high according to latest TradeMe data. The latest data from TradeMe Property revealed that rent has reached a national record high of $595 per week on average. Trade Me Property Sales Director Gavin Lloyd said that the figures from January 2023 are a $25 a week jump in comparison to the same period last year. Lloyd added that apart from the new national record, Auckland, Bay of Plenty, Taranaki, 
Northland, Marlborough, Waikato and Wellington saw their highest median weekly rents of all time last month. The biggest increase in rental supply was in the lower North Islands. Wellington bucked the trend amongst other cities. The weekly median rent in Wellington remained at $590. According to Lloyd, there's been a fall in rent for units and apartments in Wellington year on year. However, rent for large properties with five or more bedrooms hit the $1,000 mark. However, with Cyclone Gabriel recently causing damage in some regions, Lloyd said things could change. He expects rental supply to fall in the coming months and this could put more stress on tenants in those regions. At Property Apprentice, we've upgraded our free events to cater to the changing needs of first-home buyers and investors all over New Zealand. Join me for our upcoming How to Succeed with Property Investing in 2023. I'll give you my input and my thoughts as a financial advisor for successful strategies for investing in property in 2023. There are live training sessions held either online or in our Auckland office, and there's plenty of opportunities to ask me questions. I'll answer as many of them as I possibly can. You can register on on our website at propertyapprentice.co.nz. Check out the details for upcoming dates there. If you'd like to have a no-obligation chat with my husband, Paul, to see how we could help you, you can also book a no-obligation meeting or phone call with him via our website. That's propertyapprentice.co.nz.